0: all of this stuff that people are having to manage that at a subconscious level is detracting from them being able to show up happy, engaged, thriving and producing great work. Mm. And it's like, when you look at it like that, you're like, that is actually the stupidest system I've ever heard of. Like if someone presented it to me like that, like, do you want to run your company like this? I'd be like, that sounds dumb. Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast, where
1: soulful entrepreneurship and holistic mind-body wellness meet to help you heal, discover your soul's purpose, and change the world. I'm your host, Gabby Ortega, entrepreneur, psychology expert, social media maven, and soulful leadership coach, and it's my mission to empower you into becoming the light leader you're meant to be. Each episode will be diving deep into topics that will help you gain personal mastery over your healing and mind-body wellness, while also giving you practical tips and tools to help you create, market, and scale a heart-centered business around your soul's purpose and life mission. Whether you're in the beginning of your self-awakening journey or a seasoned inner work god or goddess who's ready to step into their leadership as a soulpreneur, this is going to be your new favorite place to be. We know that you don't just want to feel happier and more fulfilled, but you want to deeply know yourself and powerfully step into your life's purpose while creating massive abundance around your mission. That's why I've created this podcast for you, the light leader of the next generation. Welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I am here with Sarah Holly. She is an author. She is a tech entrepreneur and the founder of Remotely and also like a badass fucking trailblazer and leader. And I have to be real with you guys, the first person I've had on the podcast who I don't actually like know from personal spaces, but who came to me um, because the universe just like works in incredible ways. And I was like, holy shit, she is so amazing. I cannot wait to have her on to share her um, leadership and her experience and her knowledge and wisdom with you guys so welcome Sarah um, and I am just like first of all thank you for um, you know however you got into my sphere thank you for that I cannot wait to read your book um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and maybe how you got here
0: well, thank you so much for having me on the show and yeah, let's say thanks to my publisher because I'm also excited to be here. They're the ones that, that got us together and I'm really grateful because this is all the stuff that I'd love to talk about. So thank you for existing. Thank you for having this amazing podcast and yeah, let's let's dive in.
1: Oh, my God. And I'm, you're so welcome. And like, literally, we were talking about this before we recorded, like, I feel really alone sometimes until I started my business and, you know, found my people, my soul fam, like on the Internet. Um, But being a woman in the space of conscious leadership, entrepreneurship uh, can be really scary and tough. Like you said, like just before, something like there's what, 22 women who have rung the bell um, at the stock market and listed their companies. And you said you want to be number 23, right? I will be. Yep.
0: You will be. (laughs) Hell yeah. So tell me
1: more about like you and why you do what you do.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for about 12 years now, and I guess before that worked in a family business as well. So I've kind of been in the business sphere most of my career. Um, The first five or so years as an entrepreneur probably really struggled with a lot of things. (laughs) Um, It is a roller coaster of a journey and, and struggled with leadership, struggled with like figuring out how to be a really great leader and how to engage my team. And along the way, doing my own personal growth journey, that obviously started to transform into leadership and ended up becoming what I think now is a a really good leader. And I really enjoy leading people and running teams and building teams and getting people aligned to a vision. And like, I absolutely love it. Um, But it was certainly a journey. And there was just so much personal growth that I had to do to become a more conscious leader. Um, And it's really interesting like what you were saying like what is it like being a conscious leader and we talked a little bit before the show as well about that feminine energy and bringing all of that in and i think it takes a lot of courage to really step into your feminine as a leader to step into your spirituality your consciousness as, as a leader and still be trying to build a billion dollar tech company because there's a lot of past stories and evidence out there that will say you can't be those things and build a humongous company like you have to like be part of the system Um, and a little while ago, I used to believe that I used to believe like, you gotta be part of the system to change the system. Now I'm like, am I allowed to swear? I'm like, fuck that. Oh yeah, fuck like, yeah. Let's yeah, just build yeah, a new, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's just build a new system. Like, I yeah. don't like want to even partake in the way the world has been. I'm ready mm-hmm. to just step into my fullest expression and my fullest power and trust that by really doing that, you know, I can do something amazing and I can do it in a way that's beautiful, that's heartfelt, that's enjoyable for everyone, that's in alignment, that's expansive. It doesn't have to be the this like push and this strive and this struggle. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot we can unpack with that, but that's kind of like the summary of my journey. I feel like going from um, towing the line, trying to be something, trying to prove myself, very in my masculine to, Mm. you know, I had a breakdown along the way, like lots of things happened and it was like all this inner work that I started doing, seeing it was how it was transforming in my life and then realizing like, And facing the fears of bringing that into my company, bringing that into my team, bringing all of myself and trusting that that would transform. And I do now. Now I trust because I've been on that journey, which is what I wrote about in my book. But it really was transformative for both me and the people I work with and Mm. continues to kind of show up as a more positive way to build a company
1: yeah oh my god Fuck yes this is like lighting me up so much because i I identify and resonate with so much of what you're saying first of all Mm -hmm. i always tell my 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 community and like my people i'm like i do not want to fix the system the system sucks The system is Mm -hmm. built on trauma. The system is Mm -hmm. built on unresolved pain and wounding that people are bleeding onto the world because they happen to be positions of leadership and power. And these are big old babies who are emotionally Mm -hmm. stuck at the age at which they were traumatized, who refuse to get help for the most part. And then they make laws and they build businesses and they create things that
0: harm and take and um you know continue to perpetuate all of that trauma yeah
1: a hundred percent and this is like why as a human species we haven't evolved like this is why we're stuck here in this just intergenerational cycles of trauma from Mm -hmm. like on a meta scale and then everybody goes out into the world and interacts with each other and then it just perpetuates um totally it's one of the reasons why I'm like, we have to smash the system. Exactly. Like Mm -hmm. we have to create a whole new one based on everybody first, like do your own work, like heal, get better. It's hard. It's so worth it though, because like you said, on the other end, it's expansive. And Mm -hmm. like for me, when I went on my healing journey, I like, it completely changed the way I saw the world. All of a sudden I felt like I woke up and I was like looking Mm -hmm. at so much pain and dysfunction everywhere I go. And I'm just like, I can't handle it. Like, what can we do to just like, let's just not do this anymore because life is meant to be joyous and we're meant to be connected and we're meant to elevate each other. But if we're stuck Mm -hmm. in our fear and our pain and our wounding, how are we ever going
0: to do that? You know? And it's fascinating, like literally turn on any TV show on Netflix and watch everyone interacting with each other from their wounded trauma, their core wounds, their pain, their inner child, they're screaming at each other. Like that's how these dramas work. Like it's it's unbelievably fascinating and realizing, connecting the dots, that that is what has is modeled to us day in, day out in all the mainstream media, in leadership, as you said, in politics, in everything. That whole um, interacting from trauma, that whole unhealed kind of way of being is being modelled to us at every turn. We don't even realise that that's what's happening. And then the story of, you know, get within, play by the rules so that you can start to make a shift, I feel like that's just a little bit of bullshit to keep us small and to keep us in the fear.
1: Yes. Yes, 100%. Yes. That is a lie that's being told to us to program us to not understand that one, it takes one person to change the world, you know, and that's it. And Mm -hmm. imagine if all of us really stood in our power and our truth and like we could shift things within a generation if we really wanted to. Um, Yeah.
0: And the the lie of, oh, sorry, I cut you off. No, go for it. The lie of like, go within the system, play by the rules and trust that you'll be able to change it in the future is a lie because you get so conditioned on that journey that you get, you either get so frustrated that you just bail because you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can't change this. Or you just end up, you know, getting conditioned in and believing, well, this is the way it is. And, oh, now I get it. And I guess you can't change. And like, it just doesn't work. And I actually, early in my journey, I connected on the in this current company grow remotely. I connected with a VC fund that were are doing like they're wanting to invest in more like business for good and like ethical and conscious kind of businesses. And I was really excited by it. But as I got further down the path, I realized like that's just branding. And one of the things that they said to me was like, oh, I think you're a bit idealistic. Like you still have to you know, be this way. And,
1: um, I've gotten that before.
0: Yeah. And they they basically use the line, like we're, we're trying to change the system from within the system, but like, we still have to play by the rules. And I was like, okay, cool. Like you are not the funder for me because I don't believe that anymore. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to play, I'm not going to build remotely by the system. I'm going to do, I'm creating a new world (laughs) and to create a new world, we need new systems. So, Oh, a
1: million percent. I'm so curious, like tell me more about what you're creating and you're, I mean, you're building a billion dollar tech company, fuck yes. Like step into that power. I also like, mm-hmm. we need to also normalize wealth with for women. Like let's mm-hmm. normalize the fact that we are not, we're not here miserly being like, I'm gonna make a million dollars. I'm gonna hide it in like a little safe. And no, this is the shit that we use to change the world. Money is energy, energy changes the world. Money opens doors. Why don't you wanna mm-hmm. be in those rooms? Rooms. We need good people in those spaces. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, tell me more about what you're creating.
0: Um, yeah. And I, just a side note, I spent 17 years in finance and personal finance in particular. So, you know, I've worked a lot on my own relationship with money and helping other people with it, but I really just see it as energy. So it's not it, like there are so many stories in our world about money as well that we have attached um, to our relationship with money that really shape how we see things. And, I mean, I have no shame about this. The way I see it is for me to harness the power and potential of what a billion dollar company is, it's going to take a shitload of inner work for me to like remove all these blocks. And it's exciting. Like that just excites me to be like, "Whoa, could I do that? Like in this current human experience that I'm having, could I go on the journey to like see what it's like to hold the energy that is represented by multi billions of dollars? let's give it a try. Like, that'll be cool. Yeah, um, yeah. and I'm doing it because ultimately, yeah, I want to make a better world when it comes to work. So mm. the way I see it, I mean, I've been working remotely since 2014. I've built and sold companies doing that. I was not like, a. um, consultant just doing it with no team. Like I build proper companies with teams and scale them and sell them. Um, And I knew how amazing working remotely was, how freeing it was for me, for my team, how empowering it was, how we could all live whatever life we want to live, wherever we want to live, however we want to live and work on this thing together that we care about. And then right before the pandemic happened, I was starting to work on this idea for a tech platform. And we just raised a small seed round, um, pre-seed round, I'm calling it now, to build this tech platform that I thought, yeah, over the next 10 years or so, like the rest of the world will start to see there'll be more people working remotely. And then obviously the pandemic happened and it was like- And it was like, oh, "Oh, perfect
1: timing. The universe was like, like, here you go.
0: (laughs) It was incredible. Like we closed our pre-seed round on March 13th last year, which was the Friday before we all went into lockdown, and I didn't—I don't watch the news or anything, so I didn't even know what COVID was or what the pandemic was or anything, because it happened pretty quick anyway. I mean, yeah, I felt like it happened overnight. (laughs) Yeah, and when you're not super plugged in, you're just like, oh, well, we wear masks now. We have to stay in our homes, okay? Um, And so it took me like a couple of weeks, but then I was like, oh my goodness, like the world literally just experienced what I've been living the last. Obviously, I'm not usually locked in my home working. (laughs) I have more freedom of where to be, but they just experience the fact that they can work removed from an office Mm -hmm. and still be really productive and effective. Um, And ultimately, what that does mean for the world, which is the most exciting thing, is that you can work with anyone anywhere and you can work for a company anywhere as well. So, I always say like, you know, there are people in this world making money off anything and everything. Like if you happen to be passionate about a small breed of certain, certain breed of small fluffy dogs, I bet you there's someone making millions of dollars on Instagram basically because of that dog. So you could go work for them. Like you could go work for them and be part of that journey. Or you could be that, you could create that. And when, when, when this all happened and the world totally blew up and obviously we already had the potential to work remotely, but people didn't really understand it. Now it's like, How fucking cool is that? You can literally find and connect with, if you're a founder, you can find the five people or the 10 or the 50 or the whatever, who are as passionate about you as you are, that could be anywhere in the world. They don't have to be in your city anymore. And you can also be anywhere in the world and you guys get to build that thing together. And if you're a professional, you you can find that company who's doing the thing that you love the most in a way that you love the most. Um, with people that you enjoy being with. And you can, you can literally do that. So grow Motely is a platform that ultimately will culture match people. So we're building that algorithm wow. as the company grows, because obviously we need a lot of data to do that. We're starting as like, as much of this culture matching as we can do upfront, but it's going to get better and better and better. But my dream is that in the future, you will want to be on grow Motely purely so you can get matched and you can see the companies or the team members if you're a company be most effective and most enjoy and most expansive to work together on something. So yeah. it's essentially like boat building company platform. We have a job board, we have a recruitment tool, we do payroll, we do culture tools, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm this is where you find your perfect match because it exists in the world there'll be multiple of them probably yeah Yeah.
1: that is amazing and I'm just sitting here like yeah I can't wait to be on that platform and to have (laughs) that in my sphere I was it's so funny I found I didn't find like like you like somehow like your publicist got like into my inbox and like it's kind of like that's how it happened for me when it comes to my team Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: everyone who uh, is on my team is that passionate about my mission is so passionate about supporting what I'm creating and um, they're just incredible and I never I don't think I would have found them if I had just like looked on LinkedIn or if I had just like, you know, like I don't know if I had gone seeking them that there would have been anything out there like this that would have basically done the most important thing which is find um, culture fits for the company. Because when you have a team whose heart and soul is involved in like the work that they're doing because they are passionate, like you said, it just it's just so much better. Like everything oh, grows faster, amazing. everything's grow grows bigger, everybody feels really aligned. And when you're in alignment, that's where the abundance comes and the and the mm-hmm. ideas and the teamwork and the and the gelling. So like I feel so lucky to have randomly kind of found that and to be able to put that into an algorithm, put that into a, you know, a a, a system that you have basically created a whole new system for hiring and finding a good fit. Like that's gonna change the game for so many people.
0: It yeah, is. No and and so, so much no of No one it, wants to
1: work in an office. So,
0: yeah, exactly. And so much of it is like supporting companies like yours to just do what you're already doing more. So, I'm 100% an advocate and a believer that the more strong and aligned you are with who you are, what you're building, and how your brand shows up in the world, like you will totally just find that talent. And I do as well. Um, yeah. This is really a t- to just help that along with all of your other tools, the social medias, which is where people are encountering you and experiencing you, remotely becomes another one of those tools. It's just the tool that you can funnel them all in and then actually kind of operate together as a team moving forward. But yeah, I mean, in 2021, literally no one needs to work in a job they hate anymore it's no. just not, you don't need to do that. And we're
1: seeing a mass exodus of everybody who d- no longer wants to subscribe to this matrix, the system that we have where we realize we don't have to be a part of.
0: Um, it's such you a know. dumb system. It's why would so you, dumb. why would you, even as a business owner, like I just look at it and my understanding level of it really accelerated last year because I probably hadn't thought as deeply about it. That I, that I got to last year when I was observing all these other companies doing it, you think about it, it is actually so stupid as a company owner to say, all right, everybody, you must come at 9am, you must sit in these certain spots and you must stay all day until this particular time. You must have one hour for lunch and you must be back at your desk. And like, these are all the rules. And to think that we're going to get the best out of people, like, Half of those people are most effective at 5am in the morning. Yeah. We've, already missed, we've already missed their three hours of their most productive time of the day. Mm-hmm. Another 30% of them are most effective at 11 o'clock at night, also not capturing that because they're at their home at that point. So you've got a few that work really well in the middle of the day. Great. Half of those people are introverted and having to come to an office all day and manage their emotions around all these other people is also making them ineffective. The other half are the extroverts who are like sucking energy from everyone but maybe not actually channeling it in the right way. Um, Like there's just so many things. And then you're having them also just have to deal with like the physical space. Like is it a space that actually enables that particular person to thrive? And then they're having to also manage and um, regulate just liaising with all these other people and everybody's personal habits. Like this person's more messy. This person's more clean. This person is like having severe anxiety every time they go in the kitchen because people don't put their dishes away. Like all of this stuff that people are having to manage – that at a subconscious level is detracting from them being able to show up happy, engaged, thriving, and producing great work. Mm. And it's like when you look at it like that, you're like, that is actually the stupidest system I've ever heard of. Like if someone presented it to me like that, like, do you want to run your company like this? I'd be like, that sounds dumb.
1: No, like like, 100%. It's just
0: ingrained.
1: It feels so, like, when you explain it, right, and when you think about it that way, it feels so logical to to be like, wait, like, this does not make any sense. And I think this really wraps so beautifully into the way that I approach conscious leadership and how I view, like, things changing um, and how I also think about incorporating healing. You know, as someone who has PTSD and complex trauma um, and a lot of anxiety, it is very, it was very anxiety producing. For me, when I worked a nine to five, I, there were no windows. I was stuck in a cubicle mm-hmm. all day. Um, like you said, managing kind of people's emotions and um, navigating all of that took a lot of energy. And actually my most productive hours weren't during the workday. <laughs> um, so for me, you know, it's all about how can we get the most out of people through empowering them to create a life around their needs you know and working remotely allows for people to really craft a day around what they need if they're most productive Mm -hmm. at 11 p.m they can spend the day doing other things you know whatever and then set their work hours when they work the best and they'll get more for you um, done in that time so it kind of feels like a win-win people get to kind of live around what they need for their healing for their wellness for their like you know to feel good Uh, and they work extra hard or better or more productively um, because they're operating from that full cup when you fill your cup Mm -hmm. you can do a lot more you want to do a lot more you're better at what you do you're happier so like why wouldn't we want this
0: (laughs) totally and like having these conversations in the business as well like enables the business to become a vehicle for transformational change for everybody. Like if, when we allow everybody to be who they truly are, to work in a way that they truly feel most satisfied and fulfilled and create their own kind of lifestyle. And that kind of then comes in because obviously you get on a meeting and somebody's like staying with their grandparents for a week somewhere. And you're like, oh, cool. Like tell us about your grandparents. Like, why are you there or whatever? Um, Like you're bringing all of this personal stuff in, that's very different to like putting on the uniform, putting on the mask and showing up at this place where you're different in this physical place than you are in the rest of your life. Um, And that's something that I've really seen remote work actually helps us, which is so funny because you would think, oh, but we're, we're not together. So it must be harder to make personal connection. But actually we've all seen it's easier because like somebody's dog runs by and like licks their face when they're on the meeting or the kids start screaming. It's like, well, the kid exists. Like this person has a child. (laughs) Like when they turn up to the office in their suit, we pretend that they don't, that they're just like, you know, Mr. Or Mrs. Or Ms. whatever. And it's like, no, like this person has like this and that, and maybe they have a sick parent or maybe they have whatever is going on in their lives becomes more a part of it. And that also opens up up opportunities to talk about like the challenges with that, the trauma, the anxiety, the whatever that might be going on. Uh And you know, bringing that in and giving people the space to actually explore that and explore how work um, is still a part of who they are and how can it, like, how can they navigate all the things they're navigating in life and work? Like, there is no such thing as this separate professional and personal self. Like, if somebody's going it's through hell personally, there's no way it's not impacting their work. You cannot compartmentalize at that level and certainly not um, for future benefit for yourself. Like if you're able to do it, you're probably suppressing something really significant that will come up later. Mm. Whereas if you can clear the air, tell everyone in the team, like, this is what's going on. I'm like moving through a divorce or I'm like, my mom's really sick or whatever. Like sometimes just saying it and everybody knowing where you're at, then you actually can kind of get back to doing things. Cause it's like, okay, like it's, it's not on my taking plate. up Whereas, so much space. Yeah. Whereas if you're trying to like hide all of that and like be all professional and show up and not let anyone see what's really going on, like that's just so much energy to manage that. Of course, it's a big distraction.
1: Yeah. And then you feel bad, you know, because you're hiding part of yourself and that eats away at you. And then it's even Mm -hmm. worse because it just adds on top of how you feel. Um, You know, I I remember going through some really personal stuff and during my healing and um, going to work and really having to like hide the fact that I just wanted to cry all day long. And that just made it so much worse. And then I couldn't get anything done. Um, Versus, you know, now when I have my team meetings every Monday, we do like a a like personal check in before we even like, you know, talk about things. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll like say, Hey, yeah, this is what's going on for me. I'm like going through a really rough time right now. Like, you know, I recently cut my narcissistic father off. And so that for me, I thought I was going to be all good. And then for about two weeks, I had like a whole trauma response where I was just Mm -hmm. paralyzed and felt really depressed. And like, it was really hard. And I immediately told my team, I was like, this is what's going on. If you're, if it's hard to reach me, if like, I'm a little bit, you know, slower, if like, you know, I'm just like making you guys aware that this is something I'm moving through. um, Just, you know, be extra, this is what I need. And just like letting them know, like, Hey, can you just like double check on a couple of things? Can you make sure that I don't forget some things because I know how I get when I'm like, you know, not well. And so uh, they're able to move the pieces around so that we can now adjust and keep things running really smoothly um, versus me hiding it. And then them not being able to get a hold of me because I'm like not responding to texts because I'm like not feeling a certain way. Um, And then everything kind of like starts to crumble. And same for them. I have uh, team members who have chronic illness, who have um, severe like autoimmune disease, who have to take sometimes days off because they have a flare up and they have to go get treatment and immediately we're like oh my god take the time please take care of yourself I love you and we'll see you when we see you everybody moves around. We, t- we pick up the pieces for whatever needs to be done and make sure that that person is supported while they take care of themselves. Another team member, mm-hmm. um, their family member, their brother passed away uh, really suddenly. He was really young. And for a couple months, it was really rough for her. And of course, things fell through cracks. Of course, there was, of course, you know, like let's, but I, we all knew what was going on. And then we all stepped into support in whatever way we could. And that's really to me, how we, how we should be operating as conscious business owners, as leaders, um, as as, you know, people who are running things, because if we can't be real about being human, then everything is just going to be pretend, you know, and and that doesn't feel good.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And as you said, like us showing up, as leaders in our authenticity makes that space for our team to be able to do it as well. And ultimately, like I'm sure by the sounds of things, you have such a beautiful, aligned, cohesive team who are all willing to step in for each other. Um, And that creates like such a strong bond and such an enjoyable place to work. Like when you work somewhere where you know you will be held if you are moving through something and that you don't have to worry that your job is on the line or, or just like hide yourself and like maybe be in this like depressive funk, but not be able to tell anybody or like whatever it might be, knowing that you will be held, you'll be supported through that. I mean, that's where really you can see like sometimes people's work and their companies end up becoming like a huge, important, supportive, beautiful place for them to really be themselves sometimes like their other environments are less conducive to that um and how amazing as a leader is it for us to be able to create that space for people to create that shift and that change and to know that our organizations are actually like bettering people's lives in really profound ways Um, that just feels so good to me
1: Mm, that feels so good and honestly not for nothing it's for me it's easier (laughs) Like,
0: truly, 100% like, I, I, like,
1: I can just be like, guys, I am feeling fucked up, like help, you know? And for me, like, I don't know, asking for help is hard, but actually just like being honest about like, that's where I'm at takes all the pressure away from having to be anything else. And then you can just move on with your day.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. Like I had, as I mentioned earlier, I kind of went through what I would call a breakdown or something back in 2018. And the day that it like hit, it was kind of like anxiety led to like depressive episode that I hadn't experienced before that went for like six months or whatever. And then I had this kind of day where I was like, feels like I finally broke. Like it's, yeah. you know, I hit that yeah. kind of rock bottom. Um, and that day I was like, I just need to stop. Like I've been trying to keep all this together and like hold, hold everything and balance it all and juggle it all. And I need to just stop. And I ended up, I flew to my sister's house in Tasmania, um, cause I was back in Australia at the time. And I was just like, she was like, just stay here, like do whatever you need. So I was kind of like looking after myself and I just said to my team, like, this is, I'm done. Like, I can't do anything right now. I can't show up for you actually in any way at all. Like I am an absolute shell of myself. I'm a mess. I don't know what is going on and I don't know how long it's going to take me to get out of it but just do your best. Like, just do your best. I trust you all. You're all amazing. You know what we're all about. You know what we're doing. Just do your best and I'll be back online as soon as I can. And they were like, we've got you like, just take care of yourself. Oh, and wow. I took about like probably a month of like totally offline. And then like slowly, you obviously took a while to climb out of that hole. Yeah. Um
1: oh, I've been there. Yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. I've been there more than all once. And let me tell you, it feels like you're never gonna get out. Like it feels like you're it does, stuck.
0: Yeah. 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 But they were amazing. And like the reality is when you run a team in that way and you are clear on who you are as the leader what you guys do as a company, your values, your vision, like surprisingly they know exactly what you would say most of the time anyway, and they just can carry on. Um, maybe the company might not grow as much as it would with you. I do believe there's like something really significant and special about founder energy, but like for a month or two or whatever is needed or a day, like everything's going to be just fine. Um, and that goes for anyone in the team, but that was like a really pivotal moment for me to be able to break like that, to be able to let them just do it, go do their thing. Mm. Um, And for everything to be wonderful when I got back and for me to like slowly transition my way out and do all of my healing and come out of that, you know, it also just changed our team, team changed our company forever because I, after that moment, I was like, I can't be bothered to hide anything from anyone anymore. Like this is just where I'm at. This is what it is. And I recently had an experience with somebody in my leadership team where he like super triggers me. He triggers me, into this um like what kind of like what I lived through in my 20s which was very much trying to prove myself and I had like older white men in my life and this uh, this guy I was literally gonna ask you also like (laughs) next
1: like please tell tell, we'll talk about that
0: (laughs) (laughs) this guy's not an older white man but for whatever reason like the way that his communication style is with my with my past like wounding and stories, like oh, that triggers stuff. what I was experiencing a lot of in my twenties, which was like old white men basically never kind of having a lot of faith in me, me having this energy of wanting to prove myself, wanting to get their approval, wanting to convince them that I was good enough. And I would spend so much energy and effort, like really trying to prove that I was worthy Um and it was, it's been so interesting my journey with him because the way that his communication style is triggers that exact same response in, in me because he has differing views and different opinions. So, he'll challenge like maybe the direction I'm going, but the way that I receive it is very like, I have to like pr- show up, I have to prove to him that I'm right, that like this is going to be okay and that like I'm good enough and I'm worthy and I'm feeling like all of this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, I thought I resolved that, but I didn't. So, this is amazing. But we like talk about it openly as a leadership yeah. team where I'm like, this is what's coming up for me like this is I know I'm the one like you know, steering the ship for you all. But like, I still have my shit. I still have like all of this stuff that I need to work through and work. And I'm grateful for the experience because I'm able to like observe it and see it and then go do more work and then practice, like, how can I respond differently? And it's been an amazing journey. Um,
1: that level of insight is so beautiful, you know, to be able to, and I have a very similar process witness, do you meditate or do you meditate? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I was like, she definitely meditates <laughs> being that observer of all of these things coming up, being able to witness in your own body, um, the activation, the anxiety, the heart racing, the heat, re- you know, the feeling nauseous, whatever it is, yeah. uh, wanting to go poop. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> it's funny. I have a member on my team, um, who also is very triggering <laughs> for me. And I was laughing because I love her. She's so incredible. We need her. I need her. She's just, we do. Um, and she reminds me so much <laughs> of when I was really little and, um, I love my mom. We have a wonderful relationship, but she was very anxious. And so her anxiety came out as like kind of control. And why are you doing this? And why are you doing that? And this is it. But, you know, it wasn't anything like she was angry. It was more like, oh, my God, I'm so concerned. And then I would be like, ah, what did I do when nothing was really wrong? And every once in a while, um, she'll have that energy on my team. And I will watch myself like start to cave in, like in my body. I'll watch my voice get a little bit higher. Um, I'll feel like my heart racing, and I'll be like, "Oh, there it is!" And it's funny that the, even like if you've done years and years of work, like this stuff will hit you like a train. Like it's just the way the unconscious. It still goes. hits you, yeah. Yeah, and and but to, all you can do is be compassionate and go. Uh, like I'm aware and I'm not going to like behave or respond from that triggered place. I'm just going to like do what I have to do to feel okay. Let everybody know, Hey, like the way they, that we're communicating is like, this is what's coming up for me. No, like no good or bad. It just is like, and let me just like air it out. And then it kind of fixes itself. Interestingly enough, it starts to totally. be like, once you air it out. It's like, it's done, you know?
0: And, and I think it's like, once you have that awareness and you can observe that in yourself, you can also in the same moment, observe that nobody else in this meeting is triggered. (laughs) Like this is my shit. (laughs) And like that person also has their own shit and that's fine. Like everybody does. But before we're aware of this stuff, the natural response would probably be to like finish the meeting and then get On the phone or go and have a coffee with the person who you know will validate your story and be like, yeah. Oh, so and so, like, really pissed me off in that meeting. Like, it really made me feel like this, and she shouldn't be like that. And then the other person's like, Yeah, that's that's annoying or whatever, because like, that's how trauma like tries to relate with each other and like validate each other. It's gonna come back like, in the ass, really, guys. don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really destructive culturally, um, in our lives, in our businesses, or anything. Whereas to be like, Oh, whoa, hey, everyone, like, I'm really triggered right now, like, I can feel like this. So I might even just like sit back in the conversation and let you guys kind of do the thing for right now. And I'm going to go process this and come back or or whatever it might be, but like calling it out, saying it, what it is, having everyone know that you have this past trauma and they have this thing and it kind of creates this trigger and like, just be okay with that, that it's not, that person's not wrong and you're not wrong. It's just like a past response that gets activated in each other fairly easily because of, yeah. That's how humans work. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Literally, like, I'm so glad we're talking because I'm like, damn, I'm like, finally, like, yes, you you got it, right? Like, you totally see it. And it's and, and I work with a lot of amazing clients, but not that many. I don't talk to that many women who are at like, maybe the same level or higher as me because I just don't really mm-hmm. like know that many. Um, and to have like someone like you in this space, who's also really doing the damn thing leading you have your company, you have your people, you're putting these practices into action. It's so fucking refreshing and makes gives me so much hope for where I'm going. I'm like, not the only one we are creating a thank
0: you um (laughs) yeah
1: and i think the level what what's also the underpinning here is like a very high level of self-responsibility you know it's like we're not just saying hey this is going on with me you guys take care of me and hold space um we're saying like hey i'm taking responsibility over my shit and i'm owning it i'm not asking you to like fix me or take care of me unless i need that um but like I'm owning this and there have been times and I'd love to hear how you handle this. There have been times where sometimes I can't catch myself and my anxiety gets Mm -hmm. the best of me. And the other day, um, a couple weeks ago, actually, like we had a team meeting and I, one of my team members, I love her to death. I just had a very basic question, but in the back of my mind, as I was asking it, I realized, oh, I should have asked her personally or privately because she gets triggered by feeling like called out. She's very like, she's very like sensitive in that way and in a beautiful Mm way, Um, but it's trauma and so like to to have brought that up in the meeting i could immediately feel the energy shift i could feel her shut down i immediately knew why but it already was too late um and and you know then i had to go back and do some repair work where i was like hey i feel the energy shifted i don't know if it's just me I'm really sorry, I think it was this, and I just wanted to apologize. And then she's like, you knew, I, I, I was gonna handle it on my own, it's my own trigger, I totally understand. And I was like, no, I should have approached you differently. And we had like a really beautiful moment for repair, but it took me eating my own pride and being like, yeah you fucked up a little bit like that wasn't the best way to approach that and like finding a way to be compassionate through that and not beat myself up so like how do you how do you approach repair or like when maybe um you do something that might trigger somebody else how do you approach
0: it yeah definitely i mean i think quite similar um what what i know about myself is i can be really impulsive And I act really fast. I also externally process, so a lot of whatever's going on for me is like happening in real time for everybody else to experience around me. And I know that that happens like really quickly, so I can do the same thing where I like jump ahead on something, and then as I'm doing it, I'm like, wait, you shouldn't be doing that right now. And then I'm like, oh shit, what I have. What I practice as well is even pausing before the repair so that I can really like reflect because that's something I used to do as well where I would like start over apologizing and and like like yeah. owning it, which was great. But like I hadn't even given myself the space to unpack it or anybody else. So sometimes then like two days later, I would see the whole thing and be like, whoa, like there was actually more there to learn from and grow through for everybody. But you like, because one of the other things that I can get into myself in terms of like self-responsibility is also like over responsibility. Like I'll take 100% of everybody's responsibility for everything <laughs> versus being like, like yeah. there is an element of that that is her trigger and that's okay. And she kind of owned that, right? Which is so beautiful. Um, and so it's like these two people and it, we can take like hundred percent of hours or 50 percent of the dynamic or whatever. I don't know, like however you want to look at it, but like I can like overstep sometimes. So for me, I've practiced like giving myself just a little bit of space. It doesn't always have to be long. Like sometimes it can just be sitting for 15 minutes or half an hour, just really thinking it through and giving myself enough space before I start the repair, before before I um respond, because I've don't yeah. noticed as well in my past my responses can be impulsive as well. Um, but yeah, I would pretty much do the same thing. I would usually if I realize something is unclean energy between me and that person that was public, I'll clear it with them first and then I'll do that publicly as well. Um, so kind of like let everyone know, like, I just want to acknowledge that this is what happened. Um, so-and-so and I have spoken directly about it and and kind of cleared it or whatever. And I just want to own that as well because that wasn't my best or something. Um, and it, it's great because it gives permis- other people permission. Like we're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We're always going to get triggered and all we can do is continue to practice practice. practice um and continue to like know ourselves and know when it's going to show up but yeah i mean it happens happens to me all the time happened to me last friday in my leadership meeting i i was getting stressed i I came in and very quickly fell into this frustrated energy but i didn't quite have the awareness that i was going in with it Mm. and so it came out in like these frustrated conversations and afterwards I realized like, oh, like I found the cause of my frustration and I understood like what I brought into the meeting. And I just did the same thing. I just sent them all a note saying, hey, like, this is where I'm actually at. Like, this is why I'm frustrated. And things we talked about were valid, but I also want to own the fact that like, I brought some energy in. And I think like, fuck, it takes a lot of work to be that honest with yourself about when your energy is unclean like what you described was like quite a subtle thing right like and it's so easy to justify like it's totally fine for me to ask that question to someone in my team like anybody in my team should be able to handle that like that's how someone who's like not very conscious and not aware would just look at it and be like that was a reasonable question like if she gets triggered that's her shit Mm -hmm. but like the honest truth is like what was my energy like because there was probably a little bit of me that knew Even though it happened really fast, like there's a tiny bit of me that kind of felt this and like did this and it was a little bit of a dig or a little bit of a push or a little bit of a whatever. Like there was that tiny bit of me that was trying to make her feel something like we are such clever manipulators and manipulation is such a strong word that I think there are people that are narcissistic and manipulative and that is horrible to be a part of, but understanding that we all use tiny little manipulation tactics when we're acting from our wounding, because the outcome we're trying to get is to stop hurting versus the outcome of like, actually, whatever the thing is that we might be talking about. Mm. And so to be really, really honest with ourselves, of like, oh, I had a little something, a little trigger in me there. And rather than being with my trigger, I expressed something, which actually like was to try to stop that feeling in me versus, you know, whatever the thing was. And it's so subtle and it's, it takes a lot of practice of like self-reflection all the time of like, was I in my truest, highest integrity in my energy? Was that truly a clean energy exchange with that person? And like to get to that place where you're willing to own when it's not, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's a it's, lot. It's
1: like, it's, it's mental and emotional gymnastics, but it is, in my opinion, the only way to do it. Cause you
0: feel free. It is the only way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's freeing. And obviously we get better and better at, over time. And it also offers an opportunity for growth because if we're uncleaning our energy exchange, it's because of part of us that's still hurting that's yeah. still wounded that needs attention and there is much healthier ways to mm-hmm. attend to that than taking it out on the world around us um, it doesn't solve but it's anything. like <laughs> it doesn't solve anything it just perpetuates like you said at the very start of this podcast it's like then you're just your trauma is interacting with somebody else's and it just perpetuates the same same, same stuff
1: loops no 100 mm-hmm. um i guess as we wrap up i i want to kind of ask the question because there's a lot of women and people and humans who watch, who listen to this and watch this on youtube um who may be kind of like in the beginning stages of wanting to like they've they've a lot of people have told me i went through 2020 and i realized i want to create something of my own i don't know what that is I don't know how I'm going to do it, I don't have a lot of money, but I have an idea and I have a problem I want to solve. I have a a community I want to serve. I see a hole and I want to fill it with something I can create to make the world a better place, right? Like that's where I came from. Um, And I'm sure part of you like maybe identify with that as well. So do you have any advice in terms of those really those beginning stages when you have that idea? And you know, the biggest things for me are like the mindset things. How do we work through like, The mindset stuff and just getting started uh if we Mm -hmm. if we see ourselves finding ourselves wanting to step into this this leadership and this creating something
0: well i mean what comes to me off the bat is like remembering and knowing that the only thing that will stop you from doing it is you so really this journey to creation of whatever it is is getting out of your own way, like continuing to remove the blocks, the limits, the stories, and the things that hold you back. Because no one on this earth is like actually more special than anyone else or more talented or whatever. Or we can find the example of the person who wasn't very talented but crushed it anyway. Like there's a million examples of people who defied the odds to or who was super talented and went with it or like whatever example you want to find it's out there so it's pointless to create and believe the stories that for whatever reason you can't do it Mm -hmm. those are just your fears and your limits so I think knowing that and then almost like creating a habit of like seeing that and knowing that for what it is and tackling it one by one so whatever the fear is today whatever the story is today just work on that like move that out of the way and that'll, that'll unblock some energy and then you can get on to like the next thing. And really, I mean, building something, starting something, creating something is just a series of small events and and just continue to do it, small actions, small steps, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And it is or it can be really challenging. Like I don't want to say it is hard because it doesn't have to be hard. Like we can get into flow and it can be really beautiful and easy, but like being a human, it's up and down. And that's the same with the journey of becoming an entrepreneur. Like it's up and down. There's lots of different things that are going to happen along the way and it's not easy, but the only way that it's not going to work is one day you'll make a decision that you don't want to do it anymore. Like the stories of failure that are externalized are not really true. Like they're just a way to blame Rather than just owning, like I got to this point, and there was so much pressure around me or whatever, that I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. Like that's okay. It's also okay to not, you know, continue on something if it no longer feels aligned. But to to blame it on like, oh, this thing happened, and then I ran out of money, and there was no way out, so I just uh, I had to, you know, poor me. Like it didn't work. That's a disempowering story, and it's a victim story. But if you can remember that you are the one that's going to make or break this no matter how hard it gets, no matter how at times it's going to feel like you're going to feel victim. You're going to feel in your victim. Like this is hard. This is not working for me. Like something's, But just keep going, like keep working on that block and have the courage to decide not to do it if you don't want to do it anymore. But like yeah. that, own that decision, own that that's your decision to move in a different direction. And when we do that, we're ultimately doing the thing that you said at the start, which is I feel passionate that I can be the creator of something. And that just really is the creator of my life. And knowing that I can be the creator of my life from this day forward, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to make those decisions. I'm not going to pretend that the world is happening to me, that everything is just happening around me and I'm a fucking victim of the circumstance. No, things are happening and I get to show up and meet them and I get mm-hmm. to choose what how I meet them all the time and I will make those choices. And if I fall into my victim, that's okay too. I will just get myself out of it, you know, as soon as I can. Like doing all of this with that compassion and love and practice. Um, but yeah, just... Know that you are the thing that will, the only thing that will block you and just keep going, just keep moving forward every single day and trusting yourself. If you're being called to something, there's a reason, you know, whether it's your own growth, whether it's going to impact somebody's life or whether it's going to change the world, like trust it and just move forward. Mm.
1: So I'm going that like sink in for a minute. Cause like, you know, every once in a while, I love hearing that. Cause I need to hear it too.
0: <laughs> Me too. And I'm talking about self right now.
1: <laughs> right? Like sometimes I'm like, I yourself because sometimes that's exactly what everybody needs to hear, but it's so true. And, and, and I relate so deeply to that. You know, it's like, you look like you're, I tell people it's like, you're facing a really, really tall mountain and you don't know exactly every step that you're going to be taking to get there, what the path exactly looks like. And it's almost like, Horses have, um, I grew up like around horses. Horses have like, you can put blinders on them and like, so they don't get like scared. And so it's kind of like, do that, put blinders on, look at the like two or three baby steps right in front of you and don't look up and don't look back and Mm -hmm. just keep plowing away. (laughs) And if there's a rock or like a tree thing that you have to step over or around like go around it like don't turn around and go back down like you got this because even setbacks there's no such thing as failure it's like setbacks um you know bad things that happen they're all ways to learn and grow mm-hmm. and figure out how to pivot so that you can adjust and keep building and tap like you know building away and, and tapping away at all the little pieces until everything is exactly the way you want it but it won't be the way you want it if you just stop. So you just have to keep pushing. And I can tell you guys, like, it took months for me to get any engagement on my posts. I was like, and I wasn't even trying to build a business. I was just trying to build an Instagram at the time. And like, you know, just- wanting to give up. I was like, I'm trying to help so many people and no one is following me. I'm like, I have all this mental health help. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I started getting engagement and I started getting this and I started getting that and then other doors open and then other doors close. And then I yep. like had a meltdown and stopped for a little bit and then went back and like, kept going. And, you know, just meet yourself where you are and don't let yourself be the thing that gets in your way because all things are possible. And, mm-hmm. um, and I love that that's the message that you have for, for us and for everybody listening. Um, Um, so where can we find you? How can we learn more about you and support you? Where can we get your book? Like, what are all the details of how we can get more and consume more of you?
0: Oh, Thank you. Well, yeah, I did just write a book which happens to be called Conscious Leadership. So, that's very uh, in alignment, which is obviously why I published, my publisher connected us. But Conscious Leadership, you can grab it on Amazon in all formats. Um, my website, sarahawley.life, Instagram and all of that. Um, and if you're interested in my company, growmotely.com is the place and we're on all the socials and stuff as well. Yeah. But- pretty, um, pretty accessible in some ways. Like I, you know, you reach out to me and I love to have a chat or whatever. And if this does resonate with you, like I always love to hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. That's so generous. We'll put all of her information in the show notes for you guys. Um, Thank you again for taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule to be with us. It is so important that we see mirrors of conscious leaders and of women stepping Mm -hmm. into the space and owning it and being real. And, you know, because that's when we get permission to, you know, fully step into our version of that. So thank you for doing what you do and stepping into the space and really leading for us a path blazing a path that I'm sure many are going to walk
0: through after you. Um, I'll write back at you, you, sister. Like I see the mirror for me and it's beautiful. Like there is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that talk about it. There's a lot of people that are conscious and spiritual, but haven't found a way to bring it into their work. And it's just always a pleasure for me as well to connect with people who are really integrating it um, into everything they do and trusting that like it is a way that you can lead it is a way you can be successful to bring all of those parts of yourself and your journey into every element of your life so thank you as well
1: Mm, thank you absolutely all right guys until next time take good notes let us know what you think and uh, have a wonderful rest of your week And that's our episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us at the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited. This next year, 2021, is going to be huge. We have so many guests that are coming on that you are going to love. I'm gonna be doing some more solo casts and ohm therapy coaching. We have so many things rolling out for you. Retreats, another round of Ignite starting in May, another one starting at the end of the summer, a mastermind, and so many other things. So be sure to stay tuned with us. On Instagram, follow me at coaching, and stay tuned for so much goodness coming up. As always, I would love to hear your feedback. Head over to iTunes and leave us a review and I would love to give you a free copy of my Subconscious Reprogramming Workbook and that is absolutely free. Just send me a screenshot of your review and on Instagram and I will be so happy to send that over as my gift for you. And I am sending you so many hugs, so much love, and I hope that this week you are able to find just a little bit more joy in your life have a good one guys